1: As we start to see the Biden administration officials start squirming and coming out with their warnings and messages about terrorism in the homeland here, the word that comes to my mind is accountability. Oh, man. Since that Senate Homeland Security Committee meeting on Tuesday, I have been seething in the comments from Christopher Ray and Orcas in the other one, and it really should infuriate every American on where exactly is the accountability. Welcome into the voice of a nation, my fellow Americans. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here accountability is the word i want to talk to you a bit about today and we also will segue a bit after to this anti-semitism rise that is taking place in our country and surely around the world and you know racism of any form infuriates me against any group it is totally un-american it is unwarranted it should not happen and yet we see what's taken place in our universities, all over our country, and all around the world. It's another hot topic to discuss, but I want to go right to this accountability and Christopher Ray. You know, when you think of these policies and what the Biden administration has put on to the American people with these open border policies I'm speaking specifically of, they have to know the consequences of their actions. They ha- they had to know this was always going to be a risk. You know, I remember talking to you a year ago, two years ago on this story and talking about why what what was the reason for these incredibly reckless and these policies that will put us in peril and surely go against any form of national security. Why would any president do this? Why would any administration do this? You, you ask yourself that early on. But then, friends, when you look at all of the policies, the collective policies of this administration, it's not a stretch to find out how screwed up they are and why they do the things they do. In a nutshell, here's my message. Regardless of the fact that people in this country have short memories, far too often, there must be accountability for the reckless open border policies that have led to this crisis and for the price that we're going to be paying ahead. You hear the warnings. They're not doing this uh, for their comfort, because it's making them uncomfortable, they're doing this to save their skin at the last minute to tell us we're basically screwed. And but where were these cats before? Christopher Ray knew what was going on. He knew this well before. All of these people, Mayorkas knew what he was doing. All of the officials in the Biden administration knew this was this was insane. You know, the the insanity here, you you just can't find the words. And I I think my message is that Joe Biden and his ragtag army of Marxist misfits. Well, my fellow Americans, they have blood on their hands, absolutely blood on their hands as this thing takes shape. And you, you, see, you, you see the uncomfortableness, you see the warnings. That, I mean, they're fairly certain that we're going to have some real problems here in our country. And why wouldn't we when we see the amount of numbers that are co- have been coming over those borders steadily? And you play the tapes back to an earlier time here and you hear them saying that they've got everything under control that they've got the border is secure. Mayorkas has been saying that right along. The press secretary has been saying that right along. Biden himself has been saying that right along. That's been their message. Now they're not saying that so much right now, are they now? But the accountability for those messages and what they have done to our nation and every person that right now, you know, I guess I would call it a future death. I mean, people that are here right now that are going to suffer uh, from the hands of this administration. Uh, People are talking about now, you know, 9-11 is being referenced a lot that we're sort of at a moment of like September 10th when the innocence of America before uh, the, the jihadist hit the towers and... The fight of jihad came to our country right here, which drove us into the war in Afghanistan, right? That we would leave no stone unturned to find them was Bush's message to the world. And what did we do? What did we accomplish in Afghanistan? A couple of ministrations later, and we see what happened there. But, but accountability is what really I struggle with today. You know, you think back now for a moment with me. Let's, let's pull this apart a moment. Where is the accountability for COVID policies, how reckless they were and what took place? Uh, the deaths that have transpired through these policies. Uh, again, the border crisis, the crime, the defunding the police and the, the escalation of crime in America's cities and Deaths that are happening at the hands of these DAs and these war, these uh, uh, law and order, uh, the FBI, the CIA, uh, Homeland Security. I mean, you know, the problem is our our time is spent consistently talking about new problems from the results of the policies and initiatives, but hardly ever is time expended and how we got here in the first place. Why do Americans have such short memories? Why is there never any accountability? Why? I I just, I can't answer the question. And, you know, on, on top of that, I mean, part of that reason obviously would be that We go from one crisis to the next without any resolve or any answers whatsoever. It's just one to the next. And the media outlets, they run their fear-based stories, oftentimes with, you know, you have to admit, anonymous or confidential sources. I mean, wasn't that a joke all the way through? I mean, how many of those stories were thrown out there against Trump? Anonymous sources, anonymous sources, anonymous sources. It was always convenient to be an anonymous source. Something confidential we can't really talk about, but we know this is a problem. And when the story is almost always found to be uh, untrue or unproven, they either ignore it or in the remote chance they run a retraction it would never be on the front page uh, it would never be a significant headline they would run those stories in the back of the bus somewhere on page 32 or you know lost on the website somewhere hardly ever up there because basically they already got the hit they already got the the endorphins from all the click the clickbait of what they wanted that's all it is people That is how our media is operating today. It is a sad, sad, sad state in our nation. There's no responsibility for resources, no responsibility. You know, like I get writers in here and people that run these things and they come in and they'll put various quotes or links in there. And I always say, are you checking the sources on this? And especially certain names that come up, certain media outlets and I always I always ask that question, and I always uh, question where that information is coming from. Is it accurate? Do we know it to be true? Is it a reliable news source? And, of course, the problem today is reliable news source is a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it, you know? It's hard. And those lines are so blurred now between any semblance of journalism and opinion-based everything. Everything today is opinion-based, friends. That's what it all is, is opinion-based. And many of those opinions are reckless at best. But the fact that they put themselves out there as credible news sources or responsible journalists, and they do what I said with anonymous sources and all of that routinely... I mean, it's dead wrong. It's dead wrong. But the bigger problem, my fellow Americans, is why are we the people holding nobody responsible for this recklessness? It seems to me like over a long stretch of time, all of these stories surface. And as egregious as many of them are, as criminal as many of them are, we never circle back to fix the problem. We never come to what the resolve of that was, where heads would roll or some level of accountability would be the order of the day. It doesn't exist. Why? Why do we go from one crisis to the next. This is what the media heads want. They bury all the rest of those stories in the back of the page somewhere, if they even get reported on. They get the adrenaline in the hit up front. And more than that, they get the hit to their ideology, their agenda, Uh, socialism, communism, Marxism, coming to America, almost always, all these stories are exclusively that to the demise of our nation, to the demise of our people, to the demise of future generations. And it's constant, and it's annoying, and it's wrong. I mean, think back to just a moment, to all of that bleach-bitten and hammer-pounding on the email system with Hillary Clinton. All of that that went on. That was clearly proven and James Comey and protecting her and the cabal and all that took place. And there is zero accountability for anything, anything. Nothing has there's zero. We Everybody moved on. The media surely moved on before it even started. But we, the people, moved on. Nobody ever talks about it. Nobody ever discusses it anymore. It's ancient history. We've moved on and nobody was ever held accountable. All of the Russiagate stuff, all of the nonsense against Trump, all of the leaks, all of the business and the stories and the the dossier and the Christopher Steele and the prostitutes peeing on Trump, all that stuff and garbage and never any accountability. None of it. We just move on. And all that damage is done to the nation. All that damage is done to the administration. All of that crisis is felt, yet there's zero accountability, right? I mean, how sick is this really? Why do we do this to ourselves? And more than that, why do we allow these Marxist misfits, these losers, do this to our nation and to our people? Why? For the life of me, I cannot figure it out. And it's keeping me up at night, frankly. So Christopher Ray, the FBI doofus director, that is, yeah. You know, he's known all this for a long time. Where's the, where's the honorability of these people, the patriotism of these people, the conscience of these people? Do they not care for thy fellow man? If you're in a position of power like that and you're the FBI chief and you see these feckless, irresponsible policies a year, two years ago, three years ago, and you seen what was happening and you knew we were at risk and you knew the border was a problem and you knew all of this was going to be a crisis and you're running the FBI and you know we're falling apart. You can see the numbers and you hear the lies of Mayorkas and you know what's going on. And yet you sit back and you allow it all to happen and you say nothing. It's just all propaganda. It all goes on. And now, in the moment of need, in the moment of crisis, now you speak up. And now you get to the hearing. You get to the Senate Homeland Security Committee, uh, rah-rah, session and and you make these comments he says we assess that the actions of hamas and its allies will serve as an inspiration the likes of which we haven't seen since isis launched its so-called caliphate years ago you know listening to crystal comments and they go further He obviously knows a lot more than he's going to share with the American people and that he's going to share with those senators there. For sure. Guaranteed. You can also see the fear in him and the crisis and what they're detecting already. The the sleeper cells they're trying to follow, what even they can follow. And the problem is there's so much unaccounted for There's so much about our border policies. I've stated to uh, all of my listeners uh, months and months and months and months ago about the price that we will pay for all of this. Before the Middle East crisis, this isn't about so much Hamas and Middle East. And I mean, you know, Ray is leaning on that right now as the crisis du jour, but... this crisis has been fully in play. And these people are coming over the border from all over the world from all kinds of countries and all kinds of adversaries and enemies and foreign nationals from these uh, countries that are pouring into our nation and Chinese nationals and jihadists and people in really criminally driven areas and gangs and drugs. And yet the open border policies of this administration is that what? The border is secure. I mean, we'd have to be a bunch of freaking imbeciles to even believe anything these people say. Everybody knows that we just, we see everything that's going on. What do you think, we're morons? I mean, in in many, I mean, in many cases, yeah, I mean, we the people, I mean, we are sort of starting to look like a bunch of morons, frankly. I I hate to admit some of that, but uh, what would you call it, friends? The, the fact that we would allow this to go on. And we sit back here, Republicans and Democrats alike, with this reckless administration and his Marxist misfits of mayhem. And we, you know, we're all just going about our business as the country is... It's self-destructing. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. It is the strangest feeling. It is, it is like, it really is like looking at this from afar, but knowing that it's happening in real time. But it's, it's so grotesque. It's so unbelievable, and yet it's so real, and you just see, which is why we started to ring the warning bells on this well before this Middle East catastrophe. We've been talking about the Middle East a long time before it was fashionable to talk about what was going on in the Middle East, that it was just a matter of time it was a power kick. What was happening out there? And the policies of how the administration has dealt with Iran. Iran is just we're a laughing stock to these people. We are just a total joke. A total, total joke, people. These people that are sitting and just laughing like hell over us. They think we are the most inept, clumsy with no intellect they sit back there and they they kind of can't believe how easy it is actually really and we play by some higher conscience of order you know like this is how we have to do things as they have no rules of engagement over there no rules of humanity whatsoever the jihadists and this culture of hate and yet we take this high and mighty approach like somehow it matters as they're kicking our asses and raping and strangling and decapitating people and being uncivilized savages, barbarians from Satan's playpen. And we act like this high, high and almighty group. Well, we've got to, you know, you pass the great poupon, please somebody. Who the hell cares at this point? Just bomb these people to oblivion and give them what they want death and go see whoever the hell you want to see get off the planet and now these cats come out and they want to have a conversation about the problem what the hell did they think was going to happen people what on god's green earth did these people think was going to happen for what we're a bunch of damn fools here and they act like you know like somehow, all of a sudden, there's a crisis, Christopher Ray. Ray goes on to say, Here in the United States, our most immediate concern is that violent extremists, individuals or small groups, will draw inspiration from the events of the Middle East to carry out attacks against Americans going about their daily lives. That includes not just homegrown violent extremists inspired by foreign terrorist organizations, but also domestic violent extremists targeting Jewish or Muslim communities. Bottom line, we're going to continue to do everything in our power (laughs) to protect the American people. Yeah, you've done a fine job, Ray, and support our partners in Israel. Protecting Americans from the threat of terrorism is and remains our number one priority. If it was their number one priority, they would have spoken up immediately when they seen that Biden being the captain of the ship was a uh, sucker punch in the country and putting us in dire situation. And it wasn't too much of a, of a leap here, people. None of it was a leap, nor was this whole concept of defunding the police and the escalating crime and everything that was gone on America's seas would be a problem. I mean, none of it was a leap. But they don't get involved until the shit hits the fan. And when we're about to be, take it, take one for the team. And when innocent people are going to die and something's going to happen. And it's going to be like a sort of number 9-11 kind of event. And oh my God, the sky is falling, And oh, I better warn the American people. Well, that Paul Revere has already run, you jackass. We're already in trouble. We are being taught some real lessons right now. This country is, we the people are, this nation, are being taught some incredible lessons right now. I pray to God people are paying attention now at this point and understand the peril that we are in and that we are about to encounter in our nation. It is very serious. We have been sounding the alarms here for some time, we are not shocked by any of this. We are just shocked at these lately Paul Revere come lately's who think that somehow they are doing us some sort of justice. As I say, we go from one crisis to the next in this country without any resolve or answers. And we continue to dig a deeper hole of ourselves that are shaking our very foundation of American values and are crippling our nation, that could very well prevent us celebrating our 250 semi-quincentennial mark that is fast approaching in this nation. And yet it could be a moment of demise and in and, and a critical state with all that is transpiring in the world. All self-indulged, self-inflicted pain. It is all what we've done. It's our actions. It's our policies. It's what we've done to ourselves. It's it's stupidity. It's the lack of any credible foreign policy. It's the lack of securing and protecting the American people. It's putting criminals first. It's putting drugs first. These poor people who buried their kids from fentanyl crisis and from drugs that are run crazy throughout our nation, the criminals that the people who've been killed and shot down on America's city streets, from defund the police actions and criminal DAs and corrupt blue city mayors and governors, and it is a sad state. The word we need to remember, please, please, I beg of you, is accountability we must hold those accountable i don't care if they're a democrat a republican an independent or a communist these bastards should be held accountable the american people must stop letting these criminal actions go by go and collect constantly in our nation We must start to hold these feckless political uh, people, for a better word, accountable. We must, we have to, we have an obligation to our survival. We have an obligation to our families. We have an obligation to these beautiful children that we are leaving this country to. That saddens me, sickens me. That I cry for, that I am in pain for. It is not a proud moment for our nation. It's not a proud moment for our people. And you know, people asked me just the other day, someone uh, people are in my ear asking me, who's really running this thing? who nobody talks about it? They're right. They're not really talking about it. They're 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 not. I mean, and Democrats and Republicans all know. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Lock, stock, and barrel. They all know. Joe Biden is not the commander in chief who is making the decisions that are that are driving this administration and that are driving America right into a hellhole. They, clearly, he is not. He is not in command of those faculties and those thought processes to be able to pull this off at the level that it is being pulled off on. Let us be clear. It is not Joe Biden and his Marxist misfits. Someone else and other people are running this administration. It is very clear. Why do not this is this not being admitted? Why is this not driven on the news networks and the cable news networks? Because they know it's not logical that that man is the president, that he's running all this. They know it's not. These people have to know that. Come on. Who the hell are we kidding here? Everybody knows it. The the, the NBC knows it. CBS, ABC know it. The Times knows it. The Post knows it. They all know it. Everybody knows it. Foreign leaders know it. They all know it. Everybody has to understand that. I mean, he's going through motions. They've got him prepped up. They've got him stood up and prompted up and doing his thing, whatever that might be. But it is very clear he does not have the acumen and he does not have. Uh, the faculties to be able to pull this off. It is that simple. It's not complicated. But it is a fact, what I say to you there. Accountability. This country is taking a beating right now over the last, how far you want to go back? But surely over the last 10 years, we are taking a, a beating through these calamities, through these catastrophes, through these special counsel orgies we're having, you know, they really are. They're special counsel orgies. They just destroy our tax money and they play with each other. Uh, the special counsel orgies is what they are. That's all it is. It's a waste of our money and they just play with each other all day long. It's a whole parade of them. Nobody wants to talk about those orgies, those those political orgies they have in D.C. It's sticking in. It's disgusting, and we, the people, are—we're just not in control of this thing anymore. We've given up, and we've given it off, and the power to this Marxist misfits, this uh, army of Marxist misfits, and cabal of um, Biden hoodlums. I guess it's uh, yeah. I'm it just truly, truly infuriated. Uh, The next thing I want to talk to you about a bit is this this anti-Semitism business. What is going on, people? You're listening to The Voice of a Nation.
0: The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com.
2: The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD, Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
0: The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order.
2: Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out Out AmericaOutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains, and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved.
1: America Out Loud news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back into The Voice of a Nation. It is indeed Malcolm Outloud here, and let me again take the opportunity to thank you for joining me on the mission here, my fellow Americans, and all of our amazing friends around the world here. I love beautiful people, by the way, and it's a privilege to have you here always with me. Thank you for that. Uh, Please help us by going back to AmericaOutloud.News and sharing the out loud truth. Uh, Please help us by getting this information out there We have the best in class, amazing writers and show hosts and podcasts and videos and so many wonderful things. These are people who passionately care about life. They care about other people. And that's the kind of people we want to hang with, frankly. Uh, Now, you know, we do believe in diversity of opinion, diversity of thought here. So I can't say to you exclusively, I agree with everything that's said because I don't. Uh, But that's the way that those are American values, though, friends, at the end of the day, as long as we remain, ladies and gentlemen, we don't get into vile hate. I consider that free speech and I consider people to have a diversity of opinions is a good thing. So I think that's important to say. Uh, All right. I want to talk to you next about this uh, anti-Semitism business, but there's some startling information that uh, was shared at the Senate Homeland uh, Security uh, Committee meeting uh, that we were talking about earlier here. And it's eye-opening, actually, and I think it needs to be discussed. And uh, I'm going to also have, uh, join us in just moments here, Alana Friedman, who has a background in this particular arena and will shed some very important light on this topic here. So uh, it, it, this is what I tend to do when, and it's an area that I'm not Profess to be an expert in, I think it's important to have more expert minds on to talk about those things, you know. So uh, Christopher Ray in that hearing, he said uh, the Jews in America suffer something like 60% of all religious-based hate crimes and incidents, despite representing only 2.4% of the American public. Wow, wow, wow. That is a three-wow statement, to be sure. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Two point four percent of the American public, and sixty percent, based on his stats, data, and facts. That's not uh, you know. That's not a cheap opinion or some innuendo. That is a data point fact. And it's startling. It's striking. And then I think further, and I think about the hypocrisy of the left and the hypocrisy of the, uh, the 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 Marxists out there, and and all of these people who talk about you know the black community and the Hispanic community and the Asian community and the the white supremacist community and whatever. Yet you never hear anything being called out about the Jewish community. I find that striking, frankly. When these numbers, when I heard these numbers, I was aghast. And then I say to myself, self, why is this happening? Like, what is the deal? Why are they such a target? I think, for me personally, it is sickening beyond words. No people should come under this sort of attack. No people. And certainly the Jewish people should not ever. It makes me sick and vile. It's, it's vile. It's disgusting. Uh, there were some other interesting comments I'll get into as well from Senator Josh Hawley, who I, I like. I think he's very interesting. Let me bring on Ilana Friedman right now, please. Uh, Ilana, you you hear my remarks there, and I I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I'm stunned, shocked. It's pitiful. It's disgusting. It's vile. It makes me sad and embarrassed as an American, as a patriot, but also as a human being. It makes me sick and disgusted that this goes on. What drives this? So uh,
3: what is now Israel was then in the middle of the Fertile Crescent. And the armies from the north and the armies from the south kept marching back and forth throughout history and destroyed, uh, had wars. I'm sorry. Uh, And they had wars and they had destroyed a great deal. The Romans came and they they, they annihilated a a million people. They killed. Before uh, they took the rest of the population into slavery and took them all over the rest of the world, the, the known world at the time. Uh, the point is that Israel has always been, what is Israel now, has always been in the center of confrontation. But in 1948, the United Nations voted to. Let Israel become a sovereign state, and in May 1948, Israel became a country um, surrounded by enemies: uh, Lebanon and Syria to the north, Jordan to the to the east, Egypt to the south, and uh, there was also um, the Arab army as well. And so the what happened in 1948 was as soon as the state was declared, war was also declared and Israel was at war again. And in the, in the dark ages, the Black Death was blamed on the Jews. The Black Death, Malcolm, was the, was the plague. Okay. And the plague uh, was ra- running rampant. It, was from, it came from mice and from, uh, from rats. Why yeah. was it
1: blamed on the Jewish?
3: Well, because uh, uh, religious Jews have a very high standard of cleanliness. So they didn't have the problem with rats that other people had. Okay. It's part of the religious observance that, that before every Sabbath on Friday, the house is cleaned thoroughly. They had a, a, a standard of cleanliness that was not common. And so they did not come down with the Black Death the way the Christians did. And so it became it was natural for those who were getting sick to blame those who weren't uh, on, on this disease. And the bottom line is that this is something that that happened and what and so as a result, the, the Christians under this under the um, emblem of the church went on their crusades. Do you remember? This was also what began in the Black in the, Black De- in the this also began in the Dark Ages. And so what we have is, is a, a history of Jews being scapegoated for other things because they were different. Their religion um, imposed on them a set of uh, a, a way of dressing, a, a way of behaving. Um, their prayers were in Hebrew, so you know, people didn't understand it. And so as a result, through history, Jews have been the the butt of okay okay let
1: me ask you this now let me ask you this bring in this with what you lay out there historically okay i got it now if we bring that forward alana to present day right now here's what i would say when i say to you what's causing this anti-semitism rise and all the protests and riots at the various schools and universities and so on and so forth around the world and then i would say back to you well They're not even teaching history. Most of these people wouldn't even know what you just said because they don't teach any of this stuff in the schools, it seems to me. Uh, Historically, uh, they teach more of this woke culture and today's garbage. So what would be the driving force today of this culture? Why did why is it you know, these people are talking incessantly supporting terrorist groups, supporting Hamas as a terrorist and actually, some of the, some of them I heard, and their comments were literally supporting and celebrating the terrorist and the deaths of people there. That is shocking, frankly. What's driving all? Is it just the adrenaline, or the moment, or the incense that people want to have a spotlight, or? It just seems to be the thing to do, to act like an ass and get out in the yard at the campus and do this. Why are they doing it?
3: Well, I think it's its a, it's a longer story than just that. Uh, in 1986, the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt created an organization in Gaza called Hamas. And the purpose of Hamas was to be the violent arm in Gaza of the Muslim Brotherhood. And The Muslim Brotherhood was a Muslim organization, and in their Islam, they are anti-Semitic. The, it's it's in their in their literature. Uh, remember, there's a there's something in their literature that says, uh, you know, behind every rock and behind that tree, uh, there is a Jew. Go and kill him. Um, that that comes from from uh, Islam, and so. The, the seeds of that are there, but what happened with this organization, Hamas, is that they realized that they needed to have fundraising to so that they could build out their agenda. And part of their agenda, by the way, was to take over Israel, to conquer Israel, and to create instead of a Jewish state, a Muslim state,
1: right? That
3: I know. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. what they did was they decided that they had to have a fundraising arm and the United States was the place to do it. So they came to the United States. And one of the first things they did was they created something called the Holy Land Foundation. Mm -hmm. And they were sort of using it to to launder money. But they were caught. And there was a very, very high profile trial. And people went to jail and people were, were labeled. And so they got together in uh, September um, 1993, I think, and in Philadelphia in a secret meeting. And they decided that they needed to set up a new, these were the leaders of Hamas in the United States. They decided, and we know about this meeting because the FBI had a tap on it.
2: Hmm.
3: So um, they decided that they needed to have a new organization uh, that could be a, a, a not for profit and would be considered uh, to be a legitimate organization, um, and they ended up calling it Care, the Council for the um, Islamic uh,
1: Relations,
3: isn't it? Yeah, Islamic Relations. Yeah. yeah. So um the so Care was founded in the following year, mm-hmm. and one of the men at the meeting is now is still the uh, executive director of care okay. now care is for all intents and purposes care is hamas in the united states nice. but because of the way they carry out their business it, it's hidden it's secret right, right. and what right. they have done is create a network of organizations um m- mostly uh student organizations but also other things they have a right, a, right. Uh, Well, they uh, they try to
1: come across as legitimate, but clearly they're not, obviously.
3: But it's not clear to most people because on the surface, they seem to be legitimate. They call themselves the NAACP for Muslims. And this is, you know, this is a a terrible. Well, Ilana,
1: you bring up an interesting point because it's just like the NAACP. I mean, these are all racist people to begin with. I mean, that do these things, right or wrong?
3: No, oh, no. That well, yes, but it's a different thing for because people. These are Hamas is is a terrorist organization, and they deal in death. And so what what uh, what they have done is to create this network of organizations, mostly students, but other things as well. Mm. And they have over the last twenty seven years, they have brainwashed these students to believe all of the things that I've just told you that that Israel, yeah. yeah has to be a Muslim state that the Jews have to be gone. No Jews at all in, in the land of Palestine, which is what they call it. Right. And, and, um, from the river to the sea, From the river to the sea, that's the Jordan river to the Mediterranean sea. That's all of Israel. Right. And so what happened when, when there was this terrible unspeakable crime that had happened on October 7th, um, these guys were all revved up to come out into the streets, right, right? Because this has been this has this has been a building process for the last 27 years, and so this is and care, which pres- professes to be this most altruistic civil right, rights station, right. yeah. is actually Hamas in sheep's clothing.
1: Okay, so it has been built for 27 years. What is your guess as to why the culmination of this happening right now when Hamas attacked on October 7th? What what, what was the trigger on this? Any idea?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, what, what I um, uh, what I like to call a uh, a spark in search of a gas leak, um, that what happened on October 7th in Israel was the spark and the gas leak was all of these students waiting just to to beat on their jewish co-students and 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 support this organization which has become so powerful that it could do all these things and they and when you tell them that they killed babies and that they they murdered pregnant women and old old people and 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 that they you know that you tell them what uh, the atrocities that they that they uh that they that they took they made happen. I, it 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 I, it it leaves me speechless. Honestly, yeah, I see that. El- so- Elana, you know
1: the thing I find weird or ironic, strange, whatever, is the Democrat Party, for instance, the Democrat Party who uses black and white as their racist tool of the day, according to these numbers that uh, have been put out now uh, from Christopher Ray on uh, the FBI on the the. Um, The Jewish people, uh, they are far more targeted than black Americans would ever think about being a black. Anybody would think about being based on those numbers. I mean, 2.4 percent of the population, 60 percent of the hate crimes. Hello. I mean, that beats everything hands down. Um, Well, one
3: one of the things, Malcolm, that that is um, common to religious Jews is that they dress in a way which distinguishes them. It's very obvious who they are. And what they are. And so they make really good targets in places like Bedford-Stuyvesant and New York City. Well, but black
1: people do too because they have black colored skin. What the hell's the difference?
3: But they don't don't have the organization. They don't have the regimen that religion... I just find
1: it unique that they use the black and white as a tool, I'm saying. Let me get to my point of... But they don't use the Jewish as a tool. In fact, quite frankly... I have felt the Jewish community is held hostage by the Democrat leftist Marxist party. What do you say to that?
3: Well, I I think that's true. But one of the most astounding things that I have found over the last few years is that many of the major supporters of the Democrat Party are Jewish. This is what I
1: don't understand. I I don't get it.
3: I don't either. I cannot understand. This I mean, because... it makes no
1: sense—zero sense. I mean, they support nothing there. I mean, they're the—it's weird. It's uh, it's it's illogical. It, it's stupidity, uh, Ilana. It's, yeah. It's intellectually um, void of any common sense. <laughs> My God.
3: <I'm> honest, <laughs> it's just uh, it's 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 so obvious to me and to yeah. you yeah. Yeah. that yeah. these are people who should be. Yeah. Uh, rejecting the democrat point yeah. of view listen yeah.
1: I, I a couple things here number one i i you know i have to tell you in full disclosure i mean i hate racism in every sense and form of its being i it makes me it really turns my system my stomach my soul i find that we're all uh, creatures of god i just don't see that that these are uh, that, 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 that these are the ways that people think because of a color of your skin or your religious background, your uh, your temperament somehow or some something that differentiates you, makes you an enemy. This is like the worst possible thing. And yet it exists today in human in humanity is quite shocking to me as a logical thinker. And as a Christian thinker myself, I just find it hard to think that way. But I want to drive to another thing, Alana, and ask you something. Uh, this um, Senator uh, Alexandrio, alexandro you've got to say it with a bit of an accent, Alana. This Secretary Alexandro Mayorkas, uh the doofus in charge there. You know who I'm speaking about, right? Yes. And Senator Josh Harley. Okay, had an interchange at their committee meeting, by the way. And it was quite striking uh, because uh, the um, senator uh, was focused on the anti-Semitic comments from the from a Department of Homeland Security employee. I assume you may or may not know about this, but let me get to the point here. Uh, And he was talking about these. uh, There was a pushback this uh, from Alexandro Mayorkas who said, who called the Senator out, Ilana, that he was despicable because he had brought this to the attention of the committee and Mayorkas that what this person did was vile and disgusting and talking about the Jewish community. And so, so Mayorkas calls him up. Senator Hawley comes back and he's, he zeroes in on the social media comments from the DHS employee made in the wake of the Hamas Israel war, there. Uh, and that this person who made these awful, awful, disgusting comments on social media that were just t- vile, who's a government employee, who's being paid by taxpayer money, who's doing this out there. And Josh Hawley says, This is ridiculous. And so he comes back and says, I quote, You have employees. Who are celebrating genocide, and you are saying it's despicable for me, the senator, to ask the question, Holly told my during their exchange. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, but this was striking.
3: Yeah, well, uh, the other thing that, that Josh Holly said was, have you fired him yet? or her exactly, him? yeah, and, and and he couldn't answer it because he hadn't.
1: No, he's a jackass, as Myarcus is. And then he, I don't know what the deal, I don't know what Mayorkas, he come out and then he started this whole thing afterward crying and saying, you know, what I find despicable is the implication that the language tremendously odious actually could be uh, emblematic of the sentiments of the 260,000 men and women of the Department of Homeland Security,
2: which is not what
1: Hawkley said. But then he said, number two. I take an adversarial approach to me in this question. And perhaps he doesn't know my own background. Perhaps he does not know that I'm the child of a Holocaust
3: survivor.
1: Perhaps he does not know that my mother lost almost her whole family at the hands oh, of the Nazis. He pulls out that card every time he
3: has an Well, that's top.
1: what he did. And I wanted yeah. to, yeah, I mean, that's what he did. And, uh, and I wanted to add to that. Perhaps Holly doesn't know that I'm, I'm a stooge and a jackass and don't have any logical policies that work, but I couldn't get a
3: voice in there, Alana. Yeah, the thing that offends me as a Jew is that he would use that as as a, an argument to defend someone who is so egregiously inappropriate—not only inappropriate, but absolutely deplorable—and uh, and and that he would use that as an argument against against anybody attacking him. That is despicable.
1: The, everything the man has done. Is despicable. His policies are despicable. Every part of them of is despicable. It's terrible what he's done to our borders, what he's done to our country, what he stands yes. for, what he stands on. I mean, he's a sad, sad state, sadly. Um well, uh,
3: Malcolm, that brings up another point, which is that because of the open borders, yeah. the same Kamosnics that that took that did this this horrendous thing on October 7th. Yeah. There are there are other Hamas members, uh, terrorists who have undoubtedly come across our border and are now in our cities. They're now in our well, country. And well, and I'll well, tell you what,
1: you didn't yeah. hear the opening of the show because you had come on partway through. But I encourage you to go back to listen to the yeah, beginning okay. of the broadcast with my monologue and where I was at with listeners. Excellent. Uh, yeah. well,
3: you yeah. do good work, Malcolm. I I Love your shows, and I, I, I think your voice is very, very important.
1: Well, Ilana Friedman, you're not so bad yourself, my sister. I love you indeed, Uh and uh, <laughs> you are a joy always to have on here. I consider it one of the privileges. I hold you in the highest esteem, Uh and uh, I think you know that, Ilana. And if you don't, yeah. I just share it with you again and share it with the public <laughs> at large. Yeah. Uh, I thank you, ma'am. Oh, I thank you, my friend. Uh, you're a blessing uh, for sure. That—that that is Ilana Friedman. Uh, you know, I've known Ilana a lot of years before America Out Loud. She was on—I was on a network out of uh, a um, radio station out of Salt Lake City on the West Coast, and uh, I had her on many, many times. I enjoyed the interaction and the banter and back and forth, and uh, and so we we just have been connected for a lot of years. And there's a passion there. There's a kindred. There's a spirit there, you know, and uh, you have to appreciate that. It's one of the blessings I just love about what I do here is to have just enormous talent and people like this, like Ilana. You can't downplay that. You have to spotlight that, friends, and take a moment to, you know, it's something I remind myself all the time is to take time to count our blessings. And one of the blessings here at America Out Loud is to, have this these beautiful people that are part of this getting the out loud truth and our message out uh, to the world is uh, for me personally uh, a blessing of a lifetime that is my story today and yes i am sticking with it thank you for joining me on the mission here it's time to get involved and get loud america